LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel Center ministry every week. Now, The One Thing is brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. We want to see new churches all across Australia. New churches reach new people. And our vision is to see another 200 new churches launched and supported through the Reach Australia Network in the next uh, 10 years. We would love you to support this important work. Uh, So head to reachaustralia.com.au forward slash give and find out how you can help support a new church reach the lost in Australia. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing. Silos and Pathways, or Pathways and Silos. Now, this is a conversation that Mike Sams and Pete Blanche recorded in Adelaide recently, uh, and they push into the topic of, of, uh, of pathways. So that's helping you think through what does it look like for uh, a not-yet-Christian or a Christian who comes into your church, what does it look like for them to be uh, come part of the church family? What does it look like for a not-yet-Christian to investigate the claims of Jesus Hopefully, God willing, make a decision to follow Christ and then become part of uh, God's family. Uh, Now, what we see in churches all across Australia is that we've all got pathways, but we need to be more intentional. This episode is going to help you think into that, but also push into one of the real problems that you often see in church life, where we actually get into uh, silos, where we actually don't talk uh, to one another. And we just kind of focus on on, on our thing uh, or focus on one thing. And it leads to an unhealthy church. Uh, so listen in to Mike Sams and Pete Blanche talking about pathways and silos. What else, Mike? What else are you noticing? Yeah, so one of the things that uh, we see uh, for churches is that every church has a pathway. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that someone moving from one place to another. It's just whether you pay attention to it or not, whether it's functional or dysfunctional. Okay. And so if we pay attention to uh, the pathway in our church that where we want to see people go from death to life, from darkness to light as in the Vine Project, basic kind of moving from the left to the right to uh, actually breaking that down further to seeing people grow in Christ. We're actually wanting to see people move. Okay, so the pathway is how people are moving from the left to the right and paying that kind of attention in church, yeah? That's your pathway. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying every church has one. Everyone's actually, in various ways, whether they've articulated it to themselves or not, has they're doing some things to move people from the left to the right, from immaturity to maturity, from uh, the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, yeah. Well, if you don't, all you've got is people staying still and you're not wanting yeah. them to grow in Christ or you're yeah. not wanting them to become a Christian. And that's really what you see. So what often you can see is people... Well, they, they've never articulated their pathway. They don't yep. really particularly pay close attention to it. Uh, yeah, and yeah, keep going, Mike. Yeah, so what, what it's saying, when you pay attention to it and think it through in a way that's helpful uh, for you and your, your team, you can actually see where your gaps are, where your strengths and weaknesses are. So mm-hmm. like how we talked about the welcoming at the beginning, doing a pathway, looking at your pathway and a pathway analysis of all the churches we see, that's where the gap often lies. That, yeah, that we okay. see in that welcoming newcomer moment. And the trend you're noticing, though, is although every church has a pathway, some have articulated it, some haven't, but the regular looking at it is something that you're not seeing, reg- well, you'd like to see more. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's 
And we don't prescribe how you've got to use this specific silver bullet model. We're saying you've got to think through what is it the outcomes you're wanting to see in church and see in people's lives, and then how does how, what are the next steps for people, and then how do you pay attention with that yeah, to okay. that? Uh, you know, being faithful to God's word and prayer, and thinking about what where we want to see people grow in Christ that the Scriptures take us towards. How can we be more intentional and pay attention to the limited resources we have with what's going to be most helpful? Yeah, okay, okay. Now, Mike, one of your last observations has been that that we hear this language kind of regularly about organizations or ministries being siloed. Mm. That's one of the things you've also seen that a number of ministries, not a number of churches, have a more siloed approach. What do you mean? And is that a problem? And what are you noticing? Yeah, absolutely. So if we think that uh, everything that happens in church life is interconnected and interdependent, mm-hmm. that is, Which what's happening? Yeah, it is. That's Which right. Is. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So what, what's happening in one area of the church is going to it has an impact on the other. So we often use ecosystem thinking just as a way of explaining that, but that concept is the big thing, and and that difference is. What's happening in people growing in maturity is going to imp- impact what we're talking about the leadership pipeline. Yeah. Because if people aren't growing in maturity, they're not capturing the vision of actually what it is to be a Christian is to be other person centered and to give up my life and serve for the gospel, then uh, it's going to be harder to see them serve because they haven't grown in maturity. So we need we see how things are in, uh, affected. Likewise, if someone's really siloed and thinking, I just need to get people into growth groups, for example, and I've got all of my best leaders in growth groups. And all I do is pay attention to that. And yet we're really struggling to get momentum in mission and evangelism. And But all our best evangelists and people are leading growth groups and, we, and we're not willing to change the resources. Then we've got a problem in, in how we allocate our, re, our resources in our, in our church because they're interpe- interdependent and interconnected. Yeah, okay. And anything in the church, when we spend more time seeing how it impacts the other... Uh, is really helpful. And that gets back to how the team works. It gets back to how we think about uh, how we do our ministries together. If we just worry about our area, I've been given this area of responsibility and that's all, and I don't need to care about the other things, then I think that's when we sometimes get ourselves into trouble because what I'm doing has great impacts if it, if it goes well for the others. Yeah. Uh, and so... Because so can you give me a real-life example, Church Shall Remain Anonymous, where you're noticing siloing have a... Uh negative effect on the church as a whole yeah two examples come to mind peter uh one is that if you've got a church with multiple uh services Mm -hmm. and each of those congregations is running training for bible study groups duplicating the same material and doing it five different times or whatever three different times many times you duplicate you're not just duplicating you're quintacating or whatever what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just it's just too much isn't it You, you could easily align that you could, and it help with resources and allocate better. Another example is, say in, in kids ministry, you've got this need that you need this many leaders, but you have um, you've reached the capacity that it's going to achieve what it needs to achieve. You're going to have enough leaders to make it run for the next 12 months, but you, you, you'd like to see another increased number, which would be great. But in the other side, there's a bunch, there's uh, an area of church say whether it's uh, young adults or growth group leaders that are needed, uh, and they cannot run the ministry, they cannot run the growth groups that they need or the young adult mm. groups that they need because they don't have the leaders, uh, 
a church that is thinking not siloed, the kids leader may think, you know what? It's actually is good. I might take a hit, but I, but I, I can run the ministry that I've got at the moment and I'll think about how I can grow up more. But those leaders should go into leading the, the young adults or the growth groups at this point. Yeah. That's how you're being interconnected and working together, not I'll just get my patch sorted, which we can... We all tend to do that at points. Yeah. And it's not a... Uh, it's not about a, how you structure your church at this point, whether whether you're congregation or whether you, you're structured around outcomes or anything, we can silo. But actually thinking how we're independent and interconnected and how the team does that together in their meetings and in how they operate and in looking at the resources, you can pay attention to that. Yeah, excellent. Well, that was a great episode. Uh, I particularly, uh, I, I just particularly like how the guys just ke- keep encouraging us to be uh, intentional and to keep asking some hard questions uh, about what's happening in our church life. Uh, I want to encourage all of us to keep doing that, but keep doing that with others. Uh, thinking about church life is always better with a team. It's a team sport. Uh, so jump in, uh, find some other people where you can actually analyse, think into this, uh, and perhaps listen to this episode together and see uh, where it is you need to grow in your church. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.